0: This is The Office Manager Diaries, a podcast all about the highs and the lows of professionals in office management around the world. We'll delve into their career journeys and diaries where they'll share their stories, tips for success and things only office managers understand. Enjoy and please remember to give us a follow.
1: hi everybody thank you so much for joining us for the office manager diaries i'm really excited to welcome you to the very first episode of this brand new podcast and our very first guest sarah james who is people and operations manager at Saviant limited sarah welcome to the office manager diaries thank you for coming on hi thanks very much
2: for having me hannah it's uh, really excited to kind of share all the knowledge and information and
1: some little insights to, to kind of be uh, part of the podcast so thanks for having me pleasure it's such a delight to have you when I thought of creating the office manager Diary, so we were playing with the idea for most of last year but it was just so busy that I didn't have time to even you know really do anything with it other than make some notes and I thought who should be our very first guest and of course particularly as winner of the office management awards last year it just made complete sense to invite you as our first guest. So yeah, it's it's my pleasure and I'm really pleased. And we've gotten to know each other really well, I think, over the last year since you did the course with us and obviously entered the awards and you've become, I think, an integral part of our community as well. So I'm really excited about finding out much more about you and the history of you and your career within this office management space. So, yeah, thank you.
2: Brilliant. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's uh, like I say, you know, having that relationship with you from the the training courses and um, you get to build up that relationship, both personal and on a a friend level as well. It's
1: really great to be able to share it and uh, really privileged. So exciting times. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions you know around office management but would love to hear so much more about you and your story and how you've got here in your career and and your journey in general as well as maybe some fun elements of the role and uh, yeah maybe some secrets to share. So firstly can you tell me a little bit more about your role at Savion and how long you've been in this world of office management for?
2: Yeah so I think with my kind of Saviant role it basically it was two years in November um, that I joined the team and I think it's always good to kind of go back to like the earlier days and how that's kind of evolved and how the roles very much changed and I'm probably starting to show my age a little bit because it was back in 2000 when I entered the world of kind of work and trying to find a job and back in the day of actually circling the adverts in newspapers and phoning up and seeing if the the jobs were still vacant and I think it was quite clear that I'd very much, I'm quite an organised person and when you try and look at all your skills it's like how can I take some of those skills that I'm really good at from um, people kind of skills, from communication, the things that I enjoy doing and actually be able to make a career and and a job out of that and it's, it actually also from like my mum's point of view as well. So my mum, when she was actually um, had me, she was very much kind of a a personal assistant at a large law firm um, in Birmingham. And she love that job, love organising people. And I suppose some of that's kind of rubbed off on, on me as well. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, she wasn't able to continue in that kind of career and actually became my sole um carer for my brother who has cerebral palsy. So she kind of then dedicated and supported um, my brother Ryan. But then that kind of evolved really, and that kind of the caring, the nurturing kind of role, um, the support role, and being very organised as well. That definitely rubbed off on me so when I kind of had that first right what am I going to do I've left college didn't get the results that I necessarily wanted to do I, I always wanted to be a sports physiotherapist that
1: was oh really kind of,
2: yeah that was the kind of um probably had quite a lot to do with footballers and uh, my kind of love yes. of football but uh, then when I kind of like looked at that kind of the sports physiotherapist and sports psychologist around it it was like I love those kind of um roles and things and I was like didn't get the, the grades that I, I did to kind of go off to university. So I was like, right, what what am I going to do now? And um, my very first job was as a sales administrator for a, a UV light company in Birmingham. And it was really different and that really gave me a great insight and I, w- I actually was there for eight years. Very small company initially we were actually working um, out of the managing director's flat on the Hagley Road in Birmingham. <laughs> Very small
1: startup then.
2: It was and um, my, my office was actually in his living room because he, he lived in the flat as well and it just it was great. There was only like four of us initially when I joined and I learned a lot from how to kind of roll our sleeves up, get stuck into those jobs and being able to turn our hand to everything. And as much as you have that kind of like the job descriptions and the job spec, it was very much you got involved with everything from answering the door, from, you know, making the teas and coffees, but then also from the business side of things of actually supporting um, those roles and all the members of the team. So I love that. And after eight years, I decided that It was time for me to leave because I wanted to to start my family and I'd just moved from Birmingham to Bromsgrove and I'm still actually in Bromsgrove now as well. So that kind of the next role for me was to try and find something more part time to fit in with kind of family life and being able to have that fine balance of Mm. um, working from home and and being a mum, which um, Which was much tougher
1: years ago, wasn't it as well? So
2: It was. And I think that I know we talk about it being like um, a woman's world, but it was almost seen it was like the woman's duty to kind of like look after the children and be that kind of homework work or home person and things. But for me I wanted to be able to work and still develop my career, but yeah. still be a mum as well. Yeah. Um so yeah so I've done all the the crazy uh running around with nursery drop offs and um logistics of where's where's you know my son Adam and where have I got to be for work. But then also being able to do the job and mm actually make sure that I was able to do what was expected of me in that role Mm. and um, And you've still got your hand
1: in your career then haven't you exactly what can be very challenging which is to completely step away from something like a career which you rightly said a while ago it was a career choice for you through the influences of your mum you know and then to try and five years time or whatever get back into it's it's it shouldn't be but it, it can be a real challenge for women so um, most most end up doing what you've done and juggling too, but you you maintain a degree of your own life then, don't you as well?
2: Yeah. So that kind of that next job, it was actually working at Clearview Systems, mm. and I always remember the interview. And it basically, I, I went to the interview was prepared and you know got this new suit on and everything, and went and met the customer services director and one of the other ladies in the team, and went through the interview. Thought, oh, this has gone really well and came away and it was kind of um they said oh yeah we'd really like you to join and I know that they'd had someone else that um had been in for an interview previously that had actually taken all their shopping in they'd been popped to waitrose and <laughs> and been then And you know, I was like oh so I wasn't really against much of a, a candidate pool of people but at the time they were only looking for 15 hours yeah so it was like that's fine that works for me and I can do kind of three hours a day I think it probably took about 12 months and I was already full time. It was okay. quite clear that as the business was growing, we then had small office space that we were renting within Droitwich and we needed to actually move into larger office space. So that kind of like office move, those skills of office management. But at the time, it wasn't necessarily called that kind of office mm. management role. I was still very much a office administrator
1: Yeah,
2: and Clearview very much. 11 years I was there and really evolved through the whole kind of growth of the organisation, very much the recruitment. At at one point we were up to kind of 40 members of staff and I was very much kind of organising and doing a lot of the office management tasks but didn't have that recognition of the Mm. actual role I was doing. It was very Mm. much the office administration role and It was the right time for me and um, with the business that I took the opportunity to join Agility Group. And that was my first role where I was actually an office manager for three businesses, which um, sat within the group of companies from a fleet company, from a training and health and safety provider company. And also there was a fire safety training company. And as well as that role of kind of office manager, I was also PA to the managing director. So literally, I was wearing so many hats. But mm. it was my time to actually, I can do this role and yeah. to take that ownership of I want to be an office manager and be able to support the business. So that was yeah, that was really really good.
1: Like a defining moment for you where you realize this is this is you and you've you found. What, what suits you and what, you know, gives you that satisfaction in your career.
2: Yeah. And I think it's when you it's awful to kind of put that around job titles and things. And it's like when you're searching for those new roles and those new jobs, it's like there's so many ranges of job titles. And it's like and it's so general being office manager. And mm. we've seen that with all the members that we have as part of the office management group and all different elements that you try and, work towards your strengths and what uniqueness you can bring to those jobs so it was a very general office manager from making sure we've got tea bags and coffees and the whole general office management side of things but then the actual I was invited to the senior management team meetings so my input and the the strategy and the support that the senior management valued my input into those into those discussions and those mm. meetings and managing the other members of the admin team within the, the company as well and doing all the PA roles as well so it was yeah it was a a very um, exciting and great opportunity for me. So, so <laughs> it was it was completely and I don't think you're ever kind of off duty as such. Um, no. And I love that. I love being busy. I think there's nothing more than being so busy and manic. I'm sure my husband completely disagrees with me because he kind of saw that other side of me because as well as all with agility and busy role there at that time, I'd actually met my husband Paul and with my two children and his two children, we've now got four uh, children, a house and we planned our wedding as well when I was working at agility. So it was completely it, but it was a great time both personally and from kind of my career as well so as i won't mention it too much as we all know there was a pandemic that hit and kind of this right what what's going on here and mm-hmm. as well as kind of being involved with the office management group i'm also quite involved with the west midlands pa forum and keith townsend uh, managing director at agility put me forward for pa of the year and ambassador for change The awards that are run through them, and um, I was completely honoured and kind of blown away from being recognised for that. And I thought, but you know what, I must be doing a good job to kind of get that recognition, and encourage Mm. everyone to kind of do that and support and get that recognition for a job well done. And so I actually won the Ambassador for Change. I remember because I was at the ceremony. (laughs) And yeah, that was the first time that we actually met, which it was, was. Um, yeah, 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 which was just brilliant. And so from that, it kind of opened my eyes to the different opportunities that were out there. And I think we're always kind of looking to see how can we take those strengths. And as you know, I'm very passionate around corporate social responsibility, the culture, the employee journey. They're very much kind of the core of what I love doing of being able to help and support, but also to give, get the recognition for the company. Mm. And I was kind it comes of comes back uh,
1: to that people element you were talking about right does. at the start of your career journey, right? And that connecting and engagement that you enjoy being around people and having people skills. So
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that was very much I was given this opportunity at Savion. At the same time, I was I was headhunted and actually had. Two other opportunities which were like the safe route you know they were Mm -hmm. a PA role within a large business within Birmingham and another similar role kind of like an office management role and I thought I need to take a gamble because we need to sometimes kind of take ourselves out of those comfort zones and had a great conversation with Andrew Alladeff who is the founder of Saviant Limited and it was very much it was an opportunity for me to define my role as well. At the time, I think I was the 11th person that joined the team, so relatively quite small, but that opportunity to kind of define my role, what were the strengths that I could actually bring to the, the team, mm. and help them to kind of understand exactly what they needed from someone from an operation role. So from the kind of the company, it was very much an IT consultancy um, business with their consultants and software engineers but didn't actually have the operational team to be able to support them to enable that growth to where we're like today at um, 32 employees and growing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, that's kind of brought me to kind of the role that I've got now with Saviant. So, yeah. So, tell us a little bit more
1: about the role that you're doing now there.
2: Yeah. So, I love when we say kind of like all the quotes around we wear many hats Mm. and I literally do. I think because it's um, a small company initially and it, and we are growing, it's that you have to be able to get involved in everything and be able to help and support all areas of the business. So that is literally everything from all the um, office supplies, from making sure all the teas and coffees, making sure we've got milk on a Monday. So all of those kind of um, tasks and things just to make sure that the working environment but then everything from recruiting to actually having those relationships with the recruitment agencies to then onboarding so all the inductions so everything that we need to cover from a HR from health and safety points of view and then that kind of journey then starts from their employee journey with the company so that whole transition through the company making sure that they've got all the induction meetings set up and that they've got everything that they need to be able to do to do their jobs and it's then as well as actually having the kind of the social aspect and the CSR strategy which I'm so grateful that I've got that opportunity to still bring that passion and be able to deliver on the CSR strategy um, within Savion. And we've done some amazing things and we've literally developed our outreach programme. So we're working with a number of schools and with students that were able to actually talk about not only my role as kind of operations manager, but also all the technical roles to enthuse the students and our future generations to be able to come and get an interest in all the IT roles and things as well. So the then there's kind of the social, so actually not just kind of organising them, but doing them. It's like, right, we need a quiz now or we yeah. need to do an online quiz. And it's- being
1: creative oh, again, because these roles right. I find you have to be a creator so much in an office management world not just like you say, with socials and events and different ways to bring people together culturally as well, but also in just the day to day things in the office and managing that office space. So, yeah. Do you find that quite challenging, that element of it trying to come up with new ideas?
2: Yeah. And I think the team are great. And it's like, you know, what 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 would we like to do? And it's like, oh, you know, we'll have a quiz and we've done like online escape rooms and mm-hmm. we've even done kind of at Halloween. We did pumpkin carving, you know. And we've done online baking um, class, which was I thought was actually a bit of a breakthrough, really, because it was predominantly software engineers and an IT kind of people don't necessarily want to kind of do some baking. I said, oh, let's do an online baking class. And they all kind of went, oh, okay. But you know what? They all got involved. They all made perfect cupcakes and perfected their (laughs) piping skills. Um, But it was something different, I think. Yeah. I think that's what I've brought to the table being actually that different approach because not that I've necessarily got an IT background from software engineering but it's that operational and the office management skills that are quite versatile and quite transferable skills that you can yeah. adapt to that environment and that's what's quite um key and quite exciting but yeah it's it's full on it's uh, it's full on, on and busy on,
1: for sure <laughs> So we've talked about maybe being creative being a, a challenging aspect of the role but what would you say is the most challenging aspect of your role where you are
2: actually prior to kind of the pandemic um we were a company that already had a framework of working hybrid and actually having some office space within Cheltenham but then um also having home working people working on client projects and client sites so we have that kind of people are all at different places and at different um, times. And I think that was quite a difference to me. So with my previous role at agility, we were very much in the office yeah. and people were working in the office um, most of the time. So you've got to see people and you got to talk to them. And it's that, that challenge now of actually sometimes there can only be like two or three people in the office and How do you make sure you've still got that um, connection and you're communicating and people have that inclusive feel to be part of the Saviant team, that they're not just um, another um, number on the um, employee list? So we kind of working with our technical director with James um, put together kind of the the SharePoint internal um, intranet. So this is kind of our central hub. Um, and I'm sure lots of organisations have got um, different things that they use, but that's what works best for us. It's great for me that I, we've got like a dedicated um, HR area, we've got a CSR area, we've got the marketing um, and being have, able to kind of share information. It might even be kind of um, cost of living information, then making sure that you know there might be um, mental health awareness things about our employee assistance programme. But then also um, I do um, a bi-weekly newsletter um, with the team. So it's that it's having those touch points and being able to make sure that everyone is connected and um, communicated with to um, get all the information that um, they need. And just implementing simple things that make a difference. So, for example, on a Tuesday, we have like a team update and not everyone can attend because they might have other commitments with work. And I just do a little summary of whatever those little updates or notes are and share those on our general Slack channel um, yeah. as well, so that people can kind of pick up and, and do that. So
1: yeah. I think we're moving in the right direction with them.
2: Um, yeah, I think,
1: you know, a lot of people will be in the same boat with you there, particularly in an office management role where We've seen it in in the office management community as well that we've we've got with our members. Um, You know, how do we get people back in? How do we keep people connected? Have been some of the most popular topics raised over the last couple of years, certainly throughout 2022. So, yeah, I think you're you're not alone in that being one of the biggest challenges at the moment. So what other than this people and culture element that you've spoken about already, is there anything else? or perhaps talk to us more, more about that, that you are passionate about within this remit of office and operations management, within this, you know, I hate summing, summing it up as this, but people call it this administrative world that we're, we're in this executive support, business support world. And what gets you up in the morning? What drives you? I love a list.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I love a list. And there's nothing better than having that kind of your to do list and actually crossing things off when you've actually achieved it. I am very kind of, I have got a little bit of OCD, I know I have, because it's that it overspills from kind of your home life and you do bring it to the office. So, you know, we're the ones that are tidying up around the office because we're the ones that are spotting things or spotting mm. if something's out of place or what's missing or what's wrong with that. And um, we can react to that and be quite proactive in our approach to how we um, manage things been you know with our time management um, that's really important and I think skills that um, I can bring to the role to actually organise in my time and I can't remember who it was someone mentioned to me we need to give the kind of impression that we're like a, an elegant swan that's quite just drifting and um, quite
1: elegantly on the I lake. I feel like that came up in the course didn't, didn't it The course thought, I'm so I'm, I've heard that before yeah sure and our, legs are, our little said... flippers are going 10 to the dozen yeah 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 <laughs> um so so the passion in terms of being that person that keeps it together that's observant and and can use your skills essentially that's what keeps you motivated and gets you up
2: yeah I like being that go-to person Mm. I like to be that person that people can trust and can come to and kind of go Sarah this isn't quite right or can you help me with this and I suppose you're you're empathetic aren't you in this role Mm. and you have to You know, I'm a mom as well as and so you have to be kind of sympathetic to people and um, being able to help them um, the best you can that you want them to be that person that they can can confide in you if they need to. But also building that trust. I think trust is really important to have that relationship um, Mm. with everybody.
1: Particularly Um, because you've got your HR hat on in in this role as well. Right. So, you know, a lot of office managers, particularly in the SME, remit and, and different sectors will have that as well. So, yeah, that empathy is is big. How do you ensure that you are empathic and that you are, you know, making sure that you be, you maintain that go to person uh, persona? I think it's listening as well. Mm. So actually,
2: listening to what people are saying and how you respond to that as well is really important. So. I know that, you know, we haven't got magic wands, we can't kind of resolve everything, but being able to actually have that listening ear, being able to actually listen to people and then being able to kind of potentially act on anything or implement things that wouldn't necessarily just help them, but also the whole company and everyone that kind of works for it. Um, so kind of like examples I know this is kind of like more top level but like when someone was looking for like electric car vehicles so actually being able to implement an EV scheme within the company when we were doing some of our socials it was like some people didn't want to um, join online but wanted to do in person so it's making sure you've got something inclusive Mm. and everyone can kind of join so I think that kind of yeah listening and being empathetic as as you possibly can and then yeah. when they can see that you're actually acting on what they need or what they might need um support from you um you're just building that trust yeah. in that
1: relationship Absolutely. Right? yeah the foundation's there then isn't it I mm. mean it's it's challenging because you you have to also have an understanding surely that you can't please and satisfy everybody so like you've just said the person who didn't want to do the online event, wanted it in person, you know, there's going to be somebody who's opposite to that and doesn't want in person and only wants online. So getting that balance right must be really challenging as well in in these roles. And we know it is, of course. So, um, OK, so now is the part where we're going to do this every um every time we have a guest on the podcast, where we want you to share a true story or as we've entitled it, you won't believe it, but dot 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 so tell us you know something that's perhaps happened to you in your office management career that's a true story or a you won't believe it but
2: I think when I was actually working at Clearview Systems I always like to be very organized and as office managers we want to make sure we know when people are coming in we know um, that if anything needs repairing and things and um, what's happening and I remember being quite aware that there was a really important client meeting going on in, in the boardroom on this particular day but then my health and safety hat on I knew that there was an issue with the um, lighting in our disabled access toilet so we had a really good handy uh, man that was kind of like would turn up at the drop of a hat and kind of come and resolve things for me and so he came he was coming in and I was like that's fine it, it's not going to take long is it to kind of change this light fit in well, he got into kind of a bit of strife and a bit of difficulty with um, trying to update these um, the lighting and units. So we'd got no electricity and lighting on the one half of the building. And while he was there, there was also an issue with the um, the washer in the um, kitchen on the other side of the building. So he was kind of doing that as well. So the next thing, I've got no electricity on the one side of the building. I've got no water on the other side mm. of the building. And I'm still unknown to what's happening in this kind of meeting upstairs. Um, I was trying to make sure that was all smoothly happening. they would got all their um, their lunch and refreshments and everything that they needed. And um, it was just before lunchtime and we had an apprentice that was actually working for us. And I think he'd been for a walk or something. And the next thing, he turned up into the, um, my office with a dog. And he said, <laughs> I've just been, I've just been for a walk, he said, and I found this dog. <laughs> And I was like, okay, um, so now the dog's in the downstairs meeting room with no collar and no identification. I've still got no electricity. I've still got no water on the other side um, of the building, knowing that like, they're going to be wanting lunch upstairs. And I think it's just that trying to still give that perception that everything's fine and everything's yeah. in control. And it's still actually not gone quite to plan. But rest assured we found the uh, owners of the um the dog he just escaped and um had a bit of a run around and um and the alighting was fit, uh, fixed and the um the water was back on but it's always that bit of manic um thing that you kind of come across the
1: firefighter right this firefighter where you just don't know what's going to hit you and it's it's like you say this this swan analogy of gracefully you know floating above the water whilst your feet are going 10 to the dozen it's it is that back of house you know everything's Mm. fine front of house perception and you know here we are carry on and then behind the scenes it's just like the quick change scenario manic 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 isn't it so um Mm. yeah okay well I love that stray dog in the office is always a good Mm. one
2: so we were talking this morning actually because um you know when you're coming back to the office and um lady I was on the call with um she's like oh she said the office plants haven't survived And I said, well, I said, we can't win them all. I said, you know, we try and um," she's very much in an office management role like me. And she's like, I said, you can't win them all. And um, I just I'm terrible at plants. I just can't keep plants alive (laughs) at all. And I used to be every time that um, I used to have to look after the plants when I was working at agility. I used to be like, oh, please don't let these things like wilter on my kind of watch. (laughs) And I know when I went to um, work at agility, I was like, we actually had someone that came in and serviced the plants and things. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is just music to my ears. Like, yeah, like, I have no responsibility. The <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to maintain I mean, I have many plants in my house now and I've managed, even orchids I've managed to keep alive after killing <laughs> tens in my lifetime. But um, I would not want that responsibility in the office for sure. So, mm. um, OK, so tell me now about some of your proudest moments, your wins and successes and, and why they were your proudest moments?
2: For me from kind of my career and um, my proudest moments I think one of them has definitely got to be winning the um, West Midlands PA um, award for the Ambassador for Change because that was very much for everything that I had achieved um, working at Agility around kind of CSR, um, being able to we, we did all sorts from helping out at homeless shelters um, to helping out at animal shelters um, to doing bake sales and very much embraced and I was given that opportunity to very much implement that so I was like to actually win that award was a really proud moment for me which was back in November 2021 and then I suppose I've, I can't um And ignore it at all, winning um office manager um of the year. I mean it would be
1: rude not to. It it would completely (laughs) rude not to.
2: And yes, I did cry. It was an emotional um that recognition. It was a room full of absolutely amazing office professionals. Um and I think for me, I was just absolutely so proud and chuffed at what I've achieved with the role within Savient Mm. and seeing us grow and actually living and breathing that kind of um the support role um that I've done with the team and there was just such support from everyone in the room as well um yeah. you know for, from uh Zara and, your husband and, Maria was there. and yeah, yeah and um it was to have Paul there to have Dan from the, the West Midlands P, PA forum as well was there it really was just such a proud moment um it was a difficult year for me personally um, last year and it just felt that I'd completely um been able to turn quite a negative um point to a, a real positive and mm. that recognition with everybody that um was there was um yeah really proud and it, it's it's now it's still something that I talk about. It's something that I'm really um able to share with. I'm on a panel next week talking about mentoring, and it's very much about the office management award and winning office manager of the year was just um, really was the icing of the cake for 2022 so thank you.
1: (laughs) Each time we release a new episode I'll be sharing a top tip with you on how to be the effective office manager that you can be. This week's episode is going to be about how to make yourself visible. Going to things like networking events and socials and doing inductions with your joiners, making sure that you're getting out into the office to do housekeeping checks on just how your office is running, what the state of it is, the cleanliness, the safety and so on and so forth, being really visible as you do it. Going to see people in person rather than relying on technology to communicate with them, even if that does mean picking up the phone instead, because perhaps you've can't go and see them in person because this hybrid world that we're now in but all of these things will help you to raise your profile. For me networking outside of your business is really important too and we have some great networks that you can tap into both on the office management portal at the office management awards and of course at our office management events here in the UK and the reason for that is because you are often quite isolated in these roles and therefore by creating and harnessing this network and building these relationships with your peers, you're going to have such a solid community to rely upon and lean on when you need it for ideas, for inspiration to pick you back up again, but also because it can be useful for your own career and for jobs and friendships and so much more. There is so much value in getting out and networking externally in whatever way makes you comfortable internally it's really important to build those relationships and build that network as well because the trust and respect that you need in your role to be seen and to be heard so that people follow your directions and instructions because we all know we have to give plenty of those out from time to time and but also to be the person that's trusted as that go-to master to support that business really effectively. So my tip for this week is be visible, make yourself visible, create networks and build relationships and become that awesome office manager. So we've talked about a high and you can maybe share any other highs as well if if there are any to share, but let's talk about some of the lows in your office management career. You know, I know there's certain things that In my journey, I have found really challenging and there hasn't been a lot of support around it because you're typically the only person in that company doing the role. No one else gets it. Your manager doesn't even know what you do. I've had to educate my managers in the past on what exactly I do, but as well as actually some specific tasks that just get my back up sometimes when I'm in these roles. How do you you know what have the lows been for you if there are any and and how do you overcome that?
2: like you say, it's quite an isolated and quite um, a solo role within an organisation. So being able to have kind of the office management um, group and uh, the Slack channel, honestly, sometimes I just find myself just looking through, you know, if I... The, the sections around kind of you know if I if only office managers know or, yeah. or, or the yeah. little <laughs> means are it's like some of those yeah, are, you are brilliant only,
1: yeah I can't think what it's called now either yeah. it's like hashtag you you know you're an office manager when is it that that's one it. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, because sometimes you just need to think I'm not the only one that's in this position that's kind of you're not suffering alone as such and it's not that kind of massive suffering but sometimes you just need to almost count to 10 and just like right let's just breathe because you're getting all these requests that are coming in left, right and centre. And you're still trying to do a day job of kind of making sure that the office management from HR, from recruitment, that you're still bringing people on board. And you're thinking, there's only so many hours in the day. And how mm-hmm. can you actually do all of that? Last year was my personal like lowest moment. We had um, a real tragedy within uh, the family um, with losing my uncle. And it hit me hard and it was trying to almost, you put on this perception really, you try and put on this bit of a front that you're okay and you're fine and that's kind of our, our default reaction to things mm. um, and it was quite clear that I was still trying to do the day job but yeah I was suffering mm. and I was really grateful actually for the fact that I'd put in the employee assistance programme Um, into the company that I could then get some support for me yeah but still giving that impression to everyone that worked at um, Saviant that it had even happened you know that it's still now there's a number of people that don't know um, anything um, that had gone on so still giving that professional um, person that I'm still um, completely on top of my game with my job role Um, but I knew that it was important to make time for me Mm. and I think that's sometimes what we forget about and we are only human Mm. and as much as all these kind of dramas that happen in the office and things break and um, things go wrong and I don't know there's not we've run out of milk or whatever it might be they're all things that can be solved and um, they can be um, done and dealt with quite quickly but it's making sure that we look after ourselves and mm. that if we do need help, that we know that we can ask somebody and uh, and speak to someone, which is great. Um, A big promoter of um, the office management group, because we can ask for that help of, you know, how do I um, do this or how do I tackle that? Or can someone give me some advice? Or just a bitch, just a good old bitch. Exactly. Around. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. uh, it's brilliant. It's,
1: it's difficult, isn't it? Because I, like when you were talking now, I was thinking about how it is, you know, you know, that I'm a mum as well, and how it is to be a mum sometimes. And when you're not in a good mood, you know, because you've not had enough sleep, or you've got pressure on at work, whatever it might be, and you let your child see that. And it ch- it changes their behaviour, because it rubs off, right? And it, I think it's very similar in an office environment where, you know, you're so visible, particularly when you are in the office, and particularly when you have staff in the office, and you're getting around, like you say, if the milk's run out, or the printer's broken down or whatever, you've got to to get out there physically and be seen. And if you are doing that and you are in a foul mood and you're, you know, snapping and this kind of thing, it will rub off. And so it's it's very difficult being that person who is go to and who quite literally sits at the heart of an organisation to be emotive in a way that can have a negative impact, right? So that must have been very tough to to do. But at the same time there's part of me thinking, well, should, you know, should you have just let that be seen? Because actually that's mm. that's you and that's the experience and the emotion that you're going through that time. And that could also have a, a positive impact in demonstrating that it's okay not to be okay, right? So yeah, it's very definitely. it's very difficult.
2: Yeah. And very I think difficult. like, you know, just kind of as you know, I'm a mum exactly like um, you, Hannah, and Um, unfortunately my first marriage um, didn't work out and so when I was actually still working at Clearview I was a a single mum with two children under five still trying to do a full-time job um, trying to find a house and you know there was times when I thought what am I doing you know Mm. I'm trying to do that job at (laughs) at work and trying to be a mum at home and trying to you know, almost find myself again. Um mm. and you know, Paul, who like my husband now is just absolutely amazing and um he's completely got my back a hundred percent. And I couldn't do what I do in my job and in my role without his support. Mm. So it's that like logistics talk about managing calendars um in the office. There's also actually managing calendars at home. It's like mm. the four children um I, ranging from like 11 to 16 that have got sports clubs and birthday parties and mum can you drop me off here and can you pick me up at this time and we have to we've got great teamwork as our mm. partnership and our relationship um as well as trying to run a house and as yeah. well as actually um being able to support the business um because Paul's actually a director at Savient as well so yeah. um it's manic but great teamwork and um just that great actually being able to um, work with Paul um, is brilliant, but I've been yeah. there and done it, and got the t-shirt of very much struggling with them um, trying to do everything. Yeah, <laughs> with the kids.
1: It's, it is really challenging. So let's talk now about any advice that you can give on how to be successful in these roles. What does successful office management look like to you?
2: Yeah, so I think we've kind of I've t- kind of touched on it as we've um, been talking. It's it's those skills and. I think it's not a career or it's not necessarily a role that um you go in lightheartedly with. It's very much that you have a number of skills and if those skills are around kind of people um people management um around actually being kind of very organized um actually having respect with people and being proactive and you'd like to be kind of proactive in all the tasks and things that you do um I think then you can actually really excel in the kind of role of um, as office manager. I think it's been very open with kind of job descriptions and job roles and things. It's like what's written on a piece of paper and it's there's nothing worse than saying that's not in my job role or that's that's not one of my that's not an office manager. An office manager is someone that can turn their hand to anything. And Mm -hmm. I suppose we're probably our worst enemies of that. We don't actually say no. you know we don't (laughs) no (laughs) we can't we can't because it's that reflection of us because we are representing the company we are representing the office and therefore we want to make sure that we do it right we do it correctly and it's the best impression that everybody gets of us as office managers but also actually as the company and things as well yeah. It's really important. And one of
1: the ones I liked earlier, you didn't, I don't think say the word, but you were talking about how you need to see everything and then act on it. And that observancy mm. that you, you know, I think what you were alluding to is really important as well. And that's not in terms of necessarily everything physical, but that's also seeing, like you were saying, how you connect people and how you understand and interpret people's needs um, and that empathy there. There's a, there's a huge degree of observancy around all of that. So, yeah, mm. absolutely that kind of forward thinking isn't
2: it it's very much we are like two steps ahead of everything and we can try and I know we can't see the future it'd be great if we did (laughs) but just being able to straight dog on the way in exactly (laughs) but that kind of that forward thinking and um just trying to think right okay um trying to make sure that the issue and the problems don't happen and mm. if they do how do we actually react to those and things mm. as well
1: yeah and respond and stop them happening again if we can and yeah there's so much to it so where now sarah do you see yourself in your career within the next few years you know what is your ambition for the future
2: as i've said i've got very much um a very diverse role um within Savion and probably almost too many things that sit within that kind of that role um, and I can't keep doing all of it um, every single um, day kind of thing and it's that I suppose I've got the opportunity for the areas that I am good at that I can um, enhance and um, move forward um, with the company that I can hopefully make my direction um, to be mm. able to do that but then making sure that we bring in the right people from the operational side of the business to be able to support the other areas and and to fill those gaps as we continue to grow. So I think it's a really exciting time as as we're growing as a as a company, we also need to make sure that we are covering all the areas of the business as well to um to do that. So it's going to be an exciting um 3 years, 3 5 years that are kind of coming up. Um and seeing that continuous um, growth but that opportunity for me to also grow in the role um, as office manager and being able to go forward with that and um, enhance everything as well and and building my network building those opportunities very much on kind of um, the different networking opportunities and and doing more kind of talks and presentations to be able to share that knowledge because I think we're people that like to share information and help people where we can and I'm mentoring some people as well in their kind of role and being able to share my knowledge with the corporate social responsibility things as well that um, I've been able to do and it's it's exciting
1: times. Good. Really pleased to hear it, and glad that you're uh, you're getting the opportunity to grow and potentially split your role and carve out you know the areas that you really enjoy and and get rid of the ones that perhaps you know you've you've had your time in and you're you're able to move on from because that is that is a really nice way of stepping up and feeling like you know it's it's difficult when you stay in a company unless there's growth to to feel like sometimes you can progress and pro- be promoted internally in these roles. So that's really great. You've you've got that opportunity coming up. So to summarise here, to finish on a really nice positive note, give me, you know, one word or one sentence as to what you love about office management.
2: Organisation. You love Uh, the organisation.
1: Why, Why is that? Tell us why.
2: I like to make sure that everything is exactly how it needs to be and that it's you've got the correct processes um the correct it comes procedures, back to your
1: OCD-ness, this, yeah it? It,
2: <laughs> it, and I think it is isn't it it's like like we see it it's like you know when we walk into the office and there's like there's all dirty mugs and and um, there's cups and things and I'm there like you know picking them up and and cleaning up after and it's not that necessarily like you know cleaning up after people but it's that just spotting things and just being really organized and that recognition, you know, when people actually acknowledge and go, oh, thanks for doing that, or that was really good, or I really enjoyed that social event, and people get really involved and they want to kind of acknowledge that. And I think when I've done like um, events, I know that um, it was previous, but we did um, the homeless shelter and we helped out, we were cooking breakfast for them, and we were able to do that um, weekly for like a number of weeks. and someone that I didn't necessarily talk to that often actually came to me and said thanks ever so much for organizing that and for making that opportunity for me to get involved mm. and it's those little takeaways that that kind of acknowledgement and that recognition that goes mm. such a long way and makes you want to be able to to kind of do that that again so mm. i gave you two words i gave you um Emotion, the thanks, recognition so. and um <laughs> organization <laughs>
1: yeah Fabulous. Well, I am so happy that you were our very first guest on the Office Manager Diaries. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. And I'm going to see you very soon, I think, in Birmingham because we're coming up there. So, yeah, yeah, can't wait for that.
0: This episode is sponsored by the Office Management Portal, our free online membership platform aimed at connecting, supporting and empowering office managers and a simple to use all in one self-service resource. You can sign up right now at www.theofficemanagementportal.com and click the sign up button in the top right. If you want to upgrade your account to our premium membership at any time for unlimited downloadable templates and monthly expert masterclasses, use the code THEOMD for 25% off. That's the THEOMD for Office Manager Diaries for 25% off. Thank you for listening.